Okay. <laughs> I'm recording though. I am recording too. Yay. All right. Welcome back, Sally. Thank you. Glad to be <laughs> yes, back. Yes, glad to have you. Well, to the podcast. Yeah. Not to be not glad to be back to the real world, but glad to be back here. <laughs> yeah, in case you're just tuning in, Sally was on vacation. And welcome. This is Winging It the West Wing Podcast. My name is Andrea. And yeah. I'm Sally. <laughs> And today we are going to talk about Season 5, Episode 13, I believe, The Warfare of Genghis Khan. Whew. Buckle up. Hold on to your hats, guys. It's, uh, it's a thrill. Maybe this is what Michael Jackson was talking about when he wrote the song Thriller, because, whoo. Probably. Man. Man, was I on the edge of Heart my seat rate the elevated. whole time. Yes. Okay, let's sing. And I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you yes. sing louder because oh, I'm in it. a hotel. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Take take it away, <clears throat> Sal. I really sing that to myself so much around like the house. Do you really? Yeah, and at work, I'm just like all the time. I'm just like. <laughs> Except this a, week I'm singing the Olympic theme, so that's sure. a little different. It does kind of like cross blend into yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I would like to see like a West Wing Olympics. That'd be fun. Like if I like to see anything Olympics. I love the Olympics. I love <laughs> country <laughs> pride and <laughs> I yeah, just love I know all of it. If you could combine the West Wing and the Olympics together, I mean, think I of how it. much joy would be. Taking place so in your America. heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Oof. We should like pick out who would do what sport. But um, first. Um, we'll think about that. <laughs> yeah. First, we should probably recap for those of you who haven't rewatched this one in a while. <laughs> who can blame you, really? Yeah. I, we don't blame you at all. Do you want to do TikTok, Sally? Sure. There was a nuclear explosion test. Yep. And none of the nuclear states are claiming it, so that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're trying to figure out who is responsible for that, and that's a big thing that's going on. Whose nuclear explosion is this? Anyone? Anyone? Nobody wants to claim it. (laughs) Bueller? Bueller? So there's that. CJ is this talk show host is kind of messing with her, trying to get her to come on the show. That's kind of, Mm -hmm. that's going on, and that's kind of fun. Josh is meeting with NASA. And talking about whether to continue the space program, which is fine. Oh, and um, the vice president, there's some stuff going on with the vice president because he comes in, which we'll get to, but he comes in in this nuclear test mm-hmm. situation. And it's kind of interesting. Who'd so, have thought? Yeah, who'd have thought? Bingo Bob. So, that <laughs> happens. He gets, a, he gets a bingo in this episode. Yeah. He wins. Well. it's pretty much it. So yeah, that really is it. So, clearly the best episode of season five. <laughs> Sorry, there's probably been way oh. too much sarcasm. Sarcasm in this in one. This, yeah. I genuinely, like, when I was looking at this episode, I was, like, counting down how many episodes until the Supremes. I was like, how many oh. more are there? I've wanted so bad to skip ahead, but I haven't. Yeah. So. This this was probably the first time in a maybe ever where when I was watching it on this rewatch that I checked to see how many minutes were left because it just felt super <laughs> long. The only reason I didn't was because, like we talked about briefly, this is going to be so nerdy, but if there's anybody to be nerdy with, it's all of our listeners. But <laughs> I was on vacation, so I was kind of 
Yeah, I was kind of out of it for like two weeks. Um, out of, I mean, I was only on vacation for a week, but I had a lot of work to do before and after. Anyway, long story short is that I didn't watch The West Wing for like two weeks, which is really not that long. But when I sat down to watch this episode, I was like, oh, all my friends yeah. are here. And so like I was happy to be back in the world yeah. of West Wing, even though it wasn't a great episode. I was still like, oh, it's my people, you know? Yeah. It felt good. Yeah, absolutely. So I like that. Although this morning I did watch Allison Janney's new uh, film on Netflix, Tallulah. So I've gotten a double double dose of Janney today. It was hard to like pivot between the two of them. And it was good? Oh yeah, I liked it. I highly recommend checking it out. Anything with her. I would even watch that new commercial she's in over and over again. I just adore her. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, someday. Someday we'll have her on the podcast. And we will. It'll be a great day. Um, yeah, this yeah. episode in general, man, I wish I'd liked it more, but I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's for me, it was a really good example of like one that that was so close in a lot of ways, but just barely missed the mark. Like it wasn't bad. There, I don't have that much to complain about, but it just barely missed it on a lot of different beats. And I think that made it overall just kind of, eh, well. Yeah. I, just an okay episode. I feel, just like, like a, I feel like it missed it by a lot, honestly. At least in the pacing department. Like, I've never stopped to check to yes. see how much, is, how much time is left, you know? Yeah. Pacing, pacing was a big thing that I took a lot of notes on because there were a few – there were several instances of lines where I was like, that's, that's a good – like, those are good lines. This is a good exchange, but it was not exchanged well. Mm-hmm. Like, it was – this sounds on paper like Sorkin, or this sounds on paper like what we love about the West Wing, but the way the the sort of beat, the, and that's not to say that the actor's delivery was bad, but it was just something was off in there in the cadence of it. It didn't feel jabby. It didn't feel West Wing ish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would. That was good. I would say the most successful of parts of the episode were the parts with Josh and NASA. Because I feel like we had, huh, a, okay. I feel like we had a lot going on in terms of. It's been a while since we've seen Josh kind of put people in their place in terms of politics. Yeah. You know, we've been dealing with a lot of the the personnel sort of issues and things like that. But it, I think it was interesting to see. Like, I like when he told Alex, you know, I prepare for meetings I even yes. prepare for meetings I don't want to go to and he just completely yeah. shuts them down I just I like when anybody kind of flexes their their professional muscle so I like that a lot and I I liked it some of it felt like a little bit cheesy to me but I liked the sense of him like being drawn into this thing in the way that we used to see you know like mm-hmm. Sam and yeah. the aliens or like any of the other characters where you would get sort of caught up on something true for a whole episode. So I liked that. I liked the little like sense of wonder that he had towards the end. I enjoyed that. But I am surprised you didn't say the Toby and CJ stuff was your favorite part. Well, I, d- I did like it. It was just there wasn't enough to I like call it. it a thing. Yes. I felt like it was like a, it yeah, was, that's it was like a morsel, there, you know. Right. And of, of There course, wasn't enough. Yeah. But the moment where he comes in and CJ's watching uh, this guy on the talk show, what's his name in real life? Jay Moore yeah, or Jay something Moore. Moore? Mm-hmm. Jay Moore. Uh, he is the talk show host and <laughs> Toby is in CJ's office watching it with her. And, and he's like, well, yeah. she cuts it off and he says, I want to see when he calls you a chicken. And then CJ just glares at him. Yeah. And he's like, I can't wait. <laughs> that was really great. I just, 
I thought it was a fun storyline. I like the first exchange as well. Like the first thing that he says uh, in the episode is feeling frisky to CJ. And then yeah, they, yeah, yeah. somehow they like start talking about rhinos. And she's like, is that where the word horny comes from? Like it was just this really like on its own was pretty funny. But it got, it got buried yeah. by a mediocre episode, sadly. I agree. And there, Yeah, I thought that was really great. And again, the gentle Ben thing. Like this guy Ben keeps calling... And there's, it's like a non-story that they're trying to make a story and then they don't really do anything with it. Right. Yeah. Eh. So there's that. But yeah. I, we get a lot of good relationship tension with Josh and Donna in this one for sure because of the NASA. Yeah. Did you not like it? Yeah. Like I've said this before, so it won't be a big surprise, but... I just, I didn't really love how blatant it was because, like, mm-hmm. the thing, what I like about them is when they are subtle about things. So, for her to flat out come out and say, like, would you be going out, would you be going stargazing if she wasn't attractive or something, which I guess is not that blatant, but I don't know. There was something about that. Like, I would have preferred maybe just, like, a glance from Donna or something. I, I don't know. She she had a very obvious chip on her shoulder. Like, she yeah, could yeah. have... She could have delivered that line in a way that was just kind of teasing him the way that she might have in seasons one or two, where exactly. she was just, you know, saying like he's shallow, but the way she said it was so deliberately jealous. Yeah, that was jealous ex-girlfriend line instead of like yeah. the fun Joey Lucas teasing she did before, you know, like so mm-hmm. so that yeah. so I didn't dislike it, but that little tiny and that's what I mean about the whole episode is that like there was so much that was so close, but then was like something tiny was off that it just it was like, oh, you're not quite there, you know? And that was that's an example of that too. And of course I don't like when Josh goes stargazing with other women. I just don't like it. <laughs> don't like Which, it at all. Okay. I mean I liked Alex as a kid. Yeah, she but. was great. She was really charming. I I'm surprised is, they didn't bring her back. I am too. That's what I was about to say is that this felt too, you know, we talked about not getting enough of CJ and Toby. Like this just felt like a whole little storyline wrapped up in this little tiny episode. And I was like, I need, I need more of this. I like, she was too charming to come in and out so quickly. Uh, And also, how much do telescopes cost? I'm very. Uh, Yeah. Like a lot. More than I have. That's a, that's a very generous gesture unless she unless she was the recipient of a generous gesture i don't know if that would be (laughs) warranted like even if she did that's expensive yeah i mean for somebody that you don't really know i mean i guess she's like a nasa engineer so maybe i mean she's probably just making bank which is you know good for her but and and probably an industry discount oh true true okay maybe 10 percent off telescopes maybe she bought a couple in bulk yeah yeah, Although we don't tip, we don't necessarily know that it's from her. It could have been from Donna. It could have That's been like I Donna saying. Too. Do you really? I'm just I, kidding. I don't think it's from Were you Donna. kidding? I was really wondering. I would because it doesn't say. I mean, I assume it's from the NASA girl, but like it could have been from Donna. It might it could have been. Have, it could have been like a Hey, I know you too, and I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was probably from the NASA girl. I'm gonna not read too much into it. I know we need to get to the bottom of this. Although I did, I did really like the monologue at the end with Josh, where he's like having Donna sit down and he gives mm-hmm. the whole spiel about trying to see if he can get people inspired about the space program again. Yeah, and I know it was very monologue-y, but 
I thought it was beautiful. I mean, it was so blatantly too. poetry that I didn't care that it's it stuck out. It was great. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah, it was one of those things I was like, is this cheesy? I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah. The only thing I didn't like, because I liked that scene. I liked their exchange there a lot. I liked, like I said earlier, I liked seeing Josh get sort of optimistic and almost like boy-ish about space travel, you know? I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I liked President Bartlett's conversation with the Prime Minister in the Oval Office, I didn't necessarily think that they needed to be overlapped like they were. They sort of did this juxtaposition thing where, like, Josh is talking and the Prime mm-hmm. Minister is, like, arriving. And, like, I, I I assume, I feel like we might get some emails about this, I assume they're drawing parallels here. I mean, they mentioned the Cold War multiple times. So, like, we're talking about, are we going to use these weapons? Are we not going to use these weapons? And we're mixing in space. But it just felt... It didn't feel necessary to me. It felt like they were trying too hard to, like, overlap those things. It didn't really go together. So that was a little weird. Well, but I liked each of them individually. Maybe they were trying to, like, what what's the expression? Rob Paul to pay Peter. Or the opposite. Rob Peter to pay Paul. I feel like maybe. emotionally they were trying to, like, borrow from the inspiration of the one scenario and try to, like, give a little life to the other one. Which was an intellectually interesting one to think about like mm-hmm. you know potentially nuclear holocaust but it didn't have for me it didn't have like the emotional impact that say the nasa story did which is clearly not as important right 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 yeah i i agree i did love this is sort of changing gears a little bit but um i did love the dark was the night song they referenced that song or mm-hmm. um, Josh references that song in his speech, and then they play it later when they're in this situation room. And that was, I thought that was wonderful. And I yeah. love Josh's story. Like, all of that was so good. It, yeah. Yeah. It his music there just was left some, the solar system. Yeah. There were parts of it that, yeah, I mean, that's so great. There are part, and, and it, it could have been a little too cheesy, but it was just, it was good. You know, I've listened to Bradley Whitford read the dictionary. Like, he just sold yeah, me. Yeah, totally. I feel like Donna feels the same way. Like, you know, the spiel he's going to give, and you're, you've got your guard up, and it doesn't matter because he's so passionate about it. And he, I don't know, he can win you over yep. easily. Um, he's got that quality. So, yeah, I really loved that. And then playing the music, that I thought that was really great. I also liked when Josh was trying to show off in front of a, a NASA expert. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember studying Jupiter. It has 13 moons. She's like, yeah, it has 61. I <laughs> like, love that line. You don't thought, actually know everything. Yes. And I thought the I thought the pacing and the beat of that of those that exchange was perfect. I thought that was great. And that felt like what was mm-hmm. missing from the episode and other parts. I didn't like when he said it's like asking why the sky is blue. Because, and then we learned why the sky is blue. Yeah, like first of all, there just wasn't correlation from what they were talking about to him saying that. Like it's not that obvious of a thing, and he would know she's a NASA engineer. I don't know. It was I was it was too much of a setup for me. But well, I was I did like um, when Josh and Leo had a very short walk and talk, and Leo was completely morose about what a waste technology has been since his era. And he's like, Where, where's my jet pack? Like, he's so bummed. Yeah. He's he's ranting about the internet. Oh, I yes. like that a lot. I like that a lot, too. That, like, car and plane travel is still the same. I like that a lot. Uh, I liked Danny Kincannon being mentioned and leaving a message. 
Yeah, Danny, where from where are you calling, mister? Where have yeah, you been? Come back to us. Yeah, she's getting calls from gentle Ben because she's not getting calls from assertive Danny. I feel like I'm already like, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm out of stuff to talk about, but I just didn't, it's like you brushed on a little bit with just talking about um, not feeling as much of an impact in the nuclear storyline as you did with the space storyline. And I feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about that before. Like the stakes don't feel high for our characters. So, I mean, except for Bart, I guess they feel sort of high for Bartlett because like they're having to figure out who set off this nuclear bomb, which is a big deal. But like, I didn't feel it. Didn't They didn't bring that home for me, you know? Yeah. It, it, it felt, I mean, obviously it wasn't hypothetical. It was an actual decisions that he had to, yeah, you know, make and figure out. But yeah, there was some. It just didn't quite land. It was too heady. But what do you think about the Bob Russell storyline or his oh, his I, involvement? The thing about Bob Russell is that like the only evidence we have of him being lame and annoying is that our characters say he is, because like every experience we've had with him really. Is not so far not that way, really. Yeah, so far. Mm-hmm. So I sort of liked it because I'm still sort of team bingo Bob. I'm like, hey, don't let them push you around. You stand up for yourself and do your thing. So I was on board with it. It was, was it believable? I don't know. Like, would that happen? I, you know, I don't know. But I liked him being able to be the one to like come through for the team. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was funny when Leo goes to do the briefing and he's like, he's really completely off. He thinks he knows what's happening, but really it happened 1,200 miles from where they were talking about. Yeah. So it's just funny because I think Leo said that uh, when he goes to tell President Bartlett how it went, he's like, well, he gave a head tilt. I'll go back and explain to him later. Like he just, he really didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But uh yeah he came through in the end and he seemed very lucid and right you know you respect him i i am kind of tired of the toby and will feud at this point just because i feel like it's been happening for so so very long yeah but i I agree i'm ready for season six or the supremes that's fine oh the only other thing that i didn't like or i don't know if i didn't like it but what was a, an actual point of tension for me was the CIA director and Nancy McNally sort of the CIA director kind of kept just not belittling her, but he would disagree with everything she said. And you yeah. could tell there was some tension there. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting, although it did feel a little. I loved President Bartlett's line about he couldn't find a route at four in the morning, so I'm not overly confident in him because the CIA director exactly. was like late because he couldn't get in. So yeah. I thought that was funny, but that so that was a little a little interesting, I guess, to me. An interesting dynamic to bring in this CIA director versus this Nancy McNally, who I just adore. Um mm-hmm. sort of going head to head and her sort of laying down what she knows and being confident. I like that a lot. So, just yeah. a little note. I yeah, I think the NASA part was good. I think that the the morsels of T- of Toby and CJ that we get were good, but the rest of it, I don't know. I made a note. I feel bad. I made a note about that when they forgot the vice president. I, I I made a note about. I wonder how realistic that is, 
Like, do you think yeah. that kind of thing happened? Like, don't they have protocols? Yeah, wouldn't somebody's job be, like, to take role? Right. Like, oh, hey, here are the people that need to be at this meeting. Right. What's funny is that my next note is I wonder how realistic that nuclear test was. And then I looked it up later. Sorry, everyone, that I didn't know this. But the nuclear test depicted in this episode is similar to one that was conducted in 1979 by an unknown nation. And to this day, the country that conducted the test is not known. Really? I didn't yep. know that part. Little, I knew that it was based off of a little true... nugget for you guys that you probably already knew, but if you didn't. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. Genghis Khan, I don't know. Uh, every time I think of Genghis Khan, I think of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> but now I have another pop culture reference that I can use at cocktail parties when someone says Genghis Khan. And I'll be like, you know what? There's a West Wing episode about that. And then I'll be like, we have a West Wing podcast. You should listen to it. There you Except go. for that episode because it's kind of a boring one. It's perfect. <laughs> What's up next? We're getting closer to we some good stuff. We are getting closer. There's the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> next one is episode 14, which I believe is on, on K. Somewhere. No? On K, yeah. If you have thoughts or feelings about anything West Wing related, we will listen to it at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us or Instagram at us or hit us up on the Facebooks at wingitpod. Do you have an MVP? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh on this one. Okay, cool. Um, I'm sort of tar- torn between... Josh's NASA girl and Nancy McNally, but I guess I'll go with NASA girl because I think that Nancy has some better things coming up. Yes. Fair enough. Very, yeah. very good. Oh, all right, guys. We'll go out and have a wonderful West Wing day, and we will <laughs> talk to you very soon. Bye, guys.